Welcome to Living Bread Radio Presents, a program designed to teach and evangelize about the Catholic faith through various speakers and presentations given in the local listening area. Today's show features Father Nicholas Mancini, a priest of the Diocese of Youngstown, Ohio, and his series, 100 Years of Fatima. Today's show is titled, A Mother's Concern, The Mercy of God, and The Third Message. And now, Father Nicholas Mancini. Welcome once again to our series on the 100th anniversary of Fatima. Last time we were discussing the third message of Fatima, as Lucia described and was written by her on a sheet of paper. Many thought that this message was going to be of apocalyptic nature, but in fact it wasn't what many thought. It had to do with apostasy, heresy, a lack of trust and love, decline of families, and a lack of respect for the Eucharist. We see this actually coming about in so many ways. This third message of Fatima also spoke of a bishop dressed in white, climbing a hill, and would be murdered. In fact, the bishop dressed in white is the bishop of Rome that Lucia later will describe as the Holy Father. And we are all familiar what occurred in St. Peter's Square, May the 13th, 1981. When going through the crowd, Pope John Paul II was shot by an assassin named Aliaja. The bullets that went through the Holy Father penetrated him. He did not die, but was fatally wounded. After his recovery, as we pointed out, the Holy Father called again for that third secret of Fatima and wanted to reread it and study it in its entirety once again to look at the whole complex issue of the human race and what mankind has failed to do. The Holy Father said it was Our Lady of Fatima that saved him, that guided, Mary guided the hand of the bullet through her immaculate hands to save this precious Pope who had been shot on that day. The doctors who cared for the fallen Pope reported that he had come very near to death. But the time he had arrived at Gamelli Hospital in Rome, he had lost six pints of blood. And his blood pressure was falling rapidly. As the Pope was taken to the operating room, he lost consciousness. And his faithful secretary gave him the last rites. Five hours of surgery were needed to close the wounds in his colon and remove 
22 inches of damage intestine. If the bullet had not missed vital organs and major arteries, it is very likely that the Holy Father would not have survived. The Pope's life was saved in an extremis, wrote Cardinal Bertone. It was if he had died and then been snatched back from the very jaws of death. Thus, we realize the power and the glory of the mother of God to her son, Jesus, who saved. Christ saved this precious Pope for us. And later, as once again he called for those messages of Fatima, he studied them, reread them, and realized in the vision we can recognize that the last century as a century of martyrs, a century of suffering and persecution for the church, a century of world wars and many local wars, which filled the last 50 years and have inflicted unpretentious forms of cruelty. This is what St. John Paul II read, going over and over again on those messages. But the third message itself is what he meditated on, realizing, of course, now that he was that bishop of the third message, that those that would follow him that are being persecuted for the faith would go to the cross of Christ in defense of Jesus, the Christian martyrs, so many who were persecuted for the church, many of them who died for the faith in Africa, in Syria, the Middle East, and so many other places where the church is undergoing persecution, where priests and religious are put to death because of their belief in Christ Jesus. He realized that this third message of Fatima also would include now the laity, faithful people who would come to the foot of the cross with Peter. Those that would die for Jesus. Those who would not deny him but only embrace him as their Lord and Savior. We have seen so many die in this way. Many are asked by their persecutors, do you believe in this Christ or will you deny him? Many who said we believe were put to death in brutal fashion, either by being shot beheaded, tortured, and then stabbed to death. The religious sisters who were killed along a roadside for the faith in this barbaric act of persecution against the church, we are now seeing what Our Lady told Lucia. Many will climb that mountain to the cross and die for the faith. 
As the third millennium approached, St. John Paul II spoke of a new springtime in the church. He saw it, first of all, as the fruit of the Second Vatican Council's authentic calls for renewal. He said of the council that it was the greatest spiritual experience in the Roman Catholic Church since Pentecost. He also said that when Pope John XXIII called the council, it was only the dawn, but now it is the day. Secondly, he saw this new springtime as the fruit of the many martyrs whose merits will bring about a great renewal of the church in the 21st century. Unfortunately, certain unforeseen factors hindered this new springtime from emerging clearly in Pope John Paul II's lifetime. We can recognize two such factors in the United States. The clerical scandals which have harmed the church's mission worldwide, and the terrorist attack on September 11, 2001, which resulted in an American invasion of Iraq and Afghanistan. But we can believe that Pope John Paul II knew the new springtime would eventually come, as would Our Lady of Fatima's promise that in the end Russia would be converted and her immaculate heart would triumph. Yes, that third message of Fatima is the all-important one, the one that truly is for us in this lifetime, this time of the 21st century. As Pope John Paul II saw his life coming to an end, he wanted especially to do two things. Consecrate Russia with his bishops and the laity to the sacred heart or immaculate heart of Mary. He did this in an amazing feat at Fatima. But cherishing that great event... It is Pope John Paul II who now makes this message known in a special way. And later his successor, Benedict XVI, would likewise make known this message to us, the faithful, that once again, Mary, our Heavenly Mother, is pleading with her children to return to faith faith in her son, faith once again in the beauty of the liturgy, the sacrifice of the Mass, greater devotion and respect for the Blessed Sacrament. Yes, we have seen so many plaguing events in this 21st century, but probably the one that hurts Our Lady most is the lack of respect and reverence for the Eucharist. Her son, as she told Lucia, 
mankind will turn away and bring about for himself teachers, as Scripture says, to suit his own pleasure. Have we not witnessed this? Have we not seen the lack of mass attendance? The lack of understanding what Sunday really means? And how we, as Catholics, should embrace the Lord's day with true devotion, honor, respect? By our attendance at Mass and our reverence for the Eucharistic Christ, we must put aside all childish fantasies that lead us astray. We must come back to the reality that in this world now, we need Jesus more than ever. This is what this message of Fatima is trying to bring about as Our Lady speaks, not only to Lucia, but now to her children. She wants her children now to listen once again to the voice of a mother who loves us, who is calling us to her immaculate heart to spread the voice of Jesus and make his message known unto others. Our Lady's plea for prayer and sacrifice is renewed so many times in that message as she says, pray, pray very much and make sacrifices for sinners for many souls go to hell because there is none to sacrifice themselves and to pray for them. Thus, this apparition ended with a theme Our Lady had already expressed as a mother deeply concerned for the salvation of all her children. She pleaded for the two things that would help bring many souls to heaven, namely our prayers and our sacrifices for their conversion. The three little visionaries had already taken to heart Our Lady's request for sacrifice and prayer. In her writings, Lucy described the children's almsgiving and fasting. You see, this is what this third message is trying to bring out to us. We've got to reflect back on the other two. Yes, the wars are over, World War I and World War II, but there was more in those messages but war. And this third message of Fatima is trying to make us understand that what we must do now is what Our Lady of Fatima wants of us and what she told the children. It's like bringing the two messages into this third message as bringing it to its final completion in a way in which salvation and love, peace, unity, and repentance would certainly be the theme by which Mankind must now live. 
The beauty of what Our Lady is saying is the beauty of what Lucia describes in the petitions that she so earnestly prayed. Yes, this third message of Fatima is a powerful one. Apocalyptic, perhaps in a way, but not as we think of it. It's a way in which Our Lady is reminding us, yes, the wars will end, but, my children, have you prayed the rosary? Have you fasted? Have you repented of sin? Sin is the greatest weapon of Satan. He wants us to sin. He wants us to turn away from all that is good. And when we sin, he is joyful because he knows this hurts Christ. Turning away from Jesus, turning away from the commandments, turning away from the church, turning away from the holy sacrifice of the Mass, turning away from the Eucharist, a lack of respect for Christ's presence. This makes Satan rejoice because now he knows the souls that do this embrace him and turn away from the truth of the reality of God who is love. We see this happening in this modern age of ours. This third message of Fatima, which is so much revealed in so many ways, shows us the evils of our day and how now we must listen once again to what Our Lady is saying. Our Blessed Mother wants us to come in prayer, prayer and repentance. Did not Pope John Paul II, Pope Benedict XVI, and now Pope Francis I all emphasize the need of reconciliation? St. John Paul II gave us a good example of reconciliation, of forgiveness, when he went to the jail cell of Aliaja. I forgive you. He sat with him and conversed with him, and like the Christ who listened to a confession from a cross of a thief named Dismas, Jesus said to him, This day you shall be with me in paradise. St. John Paul II in forgiving his attacker, probably said, the Lord understands and forgives. He is a God of mercy, a God of compassion, a God of understanding, a God of forgiveness. Yes, we too now must come to the realization that this third message of Fatima, this message of reconciliation, is all important. This is the important theme that we must begin to understand. Reconciliation, that sacrament, 
is the forgiveness of our sins. It is Christ's mercy. Remember we said divine mercy and Fatima are intertwined. Mercy is offered to us in the grace of the sacrament of reconciliation. Reconciliation, then, is that forgiveness. It brings our heart into the heart of Christ. That's what our Heavenly Mother Mary wants us to do, to place our burdens of our heart before her Son. And in the grace of the sacrament of reconciliation, we are reconciled back to the one who loves. That is what Our Lady wants. That's this first part of this third secret or message of Fatima, however you call it. It is a message of hope, of salvation, the last call, as it were, to God's mercy for us. For Mary believes that the promise that souls could be saved and averted from sin by the grace of reconciliation must be understood. This is a teaching of the church on forgiveness and mercy. This is what the first Saturdays emphasize. We just don't go on the first Saturday to confession and then forget about it the rest of the time. Reconciliation is there for us all the time. This is important in our lives as we give ourselves to Our Lady. Yes, conversion of heart and a conversion back to faith is now what we must, in this time of evangelization, understand. Yes, we must understand the need to come back to God with all our heart. This is what this message is bringing out for us, to turn back to God, lest we perish under the weight of our sins, lest we perish under our own guilt and faults, lest we perish into the arms of Satan, who will destroy us for all eternity. The third message of Fatima continues to unfold itself as we will see a lack of respect for Christ in the Eucharist, sacrilegious communions, a lack of understanding, a lack of prayer. Our Lady told the children Pray, pray, pray. Pray the rosary. Pray for conversion of sinners. Pray for unity of the church. Pray that there will be an understanding among Catholics that yes, body, blood, soul, and divinity of Jesus Christ is truly present in the Blessed Sacrament. This we must understand. This is what now we must return to. This understanding of penance, penance, penance. Respect, devotion, and love 
for Christ Jesus the Lord, a greater understanding of what the Eucharistic Christ is for each and every one of us. We look at this in this third message of Fatima. We must now come to an understanding that this is the hour of conversion. It's the time for a change of heart. Once again, to listen to the voice of our mother. To listen to what she is saying to us, her children. To understand this message of Fatima, this third message, as the last call of a mother who is trying to teach us that the text of this third message released by the Vatican contains only what Our Lady wants us to do. It is a message for us, a message for our time, a message to understand, to come back to her son. Faith, hope, and love is the beauty of Fatima. As we approach this 100th anniversary, next time we will examine this middle part of this third message of Fatima, respect for the Eucharist, a bringing about of conversion of sinners, and a turning back to faith in Christ Jesus our Lord. May God bless you. We hope that you've enjoyed this production of Living Bread Radio Presents. For an audio archive of this program, go to livingbreadradio.com and click on the programming menu. This has been a production of Living Bread Radio in Canton, Ohio. Join us again next week at the same time for more Living Bread Radio Presents. Local programming heard on Living Bread Radio is brought to you through the generosity of our listeners. To help support the mission of the Living Bread Radio Network and all of our local programming, call us at 888-966-2903 and make a pledge today. No gift is too small, and your pledge may be tax-deductible. That's 888-966-2903, or use our safe and secure website at livingbreadradio.com.